Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Jenis Debo with us. Jenis is an experienced owner with a demonstrated history of working in the professional training and coaching industry. She is skilled in retail sales, event management, team building, and leadership. She has had multiple experiences with different industries. So let's get to know her story from herself. Jenis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to meet you today and would love to know more about your story. So we were on, yes. Okay. My story started in North Carolina and I was born and raised in the central area of North Carolina as a preacher's kid. Got used to moving a lot and meeting lots of people, changing locations, starting schools. I think I developed most of my social skills around that time. I learned how to have good friends and leave them. And then about 13 years ago, I moved to Oregon, but my career in North Carolina was primarily sales and marketing to businesses, large and small, developed a large base of accounts with Canon and learned how to, I developed into sales training. I went from there, I was a leader in the industry and in my company and learned how to self-taught how to have relationships. And that built most of my business through relationship selling and not through the old school way. A lot of people grew up with the old school way. And I was not one of those. I didn't discount heavily. I learned what people needed and I developed my relationship skills that way in sales. When I moved to Oregon, of course, I wasn't working initially and bought a business called Precious Curse. That was a ladies sleep and lounge for a business I owned for 10 years. I built that from the ground up, essentially got back into networking, which I had done a lot of networking in North Carolina. And during that period of time, I developed a lot of relationships, made a lot of connections. And in that process, I didn't, I never had a coach. I'd never coached. And this has been about seven years ago, eight years ago, thereabouts. What I did was I had met someone that was a potential client, a customer of mine. He was a coach and suggested that I get started in coaching. And I, he said, you're a great networker. You're a master networker. Why don't you make money with what you really do? I literally looked at him. If you've heard the expression, like a deer in the headlights, <laughs> that was me. I didn't know what he was talking about because it came so naturally to connect people, to bring people together there. And he said, let me train you. Let me get your website built. Let's get you out there. And within a month or so, I was already having a couple of clients that were practice clients. They were great guinea pigs. So I just kept doing what I was doing and built my business at that point. So that's when I started coaching. It was 2017, I believe. Wow. And what are some experiences that stuck with you, which are really close to your heart. What events do you hold close to your heart? Events in my life. In coaching success. In coaching. Oh my goodness. There is a client that I worked with for some time who is a very skilled photographer. She had been mostly doing real estate photography and some headshots, but she came to me through, she found me on social media and hired me to help her build her business and gear it more towards the headshot business. And her success story is amazing because we worked together for approximately a year. She has just become extremely successful. And she said she can't take any more business because all the work we did 
just put her at a point where she doesn't need to go out and solicit. It comes to her. She was a really raving success story, in my opinion. She was willing to do the work. She was willing to do what I asked her to do. And we read some books together. And my training was based on her needs. And that's the way I like to train. Of course you do. And can you tell us about the the networking part which you mentioned, right? So if I were to call you something, I'll call you networking queen. So let's Oh, the networking. Networking is vital in any business and actually in life. It has, again, it's come so naturally. I think it was a skill I developed very young. People will call and text and ask me who I know that needs this, that, or the other. I do have a lot of connections. And in networking, it's not always got to be in a networking event. I encourage my clients when they're in the grocery store. Have a business card on you. Listen to what people say. Smile, engage, and listen to what they're, you know, what they're saying, what they might need. Tell, they ask who you are. Tell them. If they don't, let it go. But always be prepared. The networking is something that we should learn to do without thinking of it. And that's on phone calls, emails, social media, and It's been tough for a lot of people because we've gone virtually uh, to a lot of virtual platforms and we're not as not as face to face as we used to be, in my opinion. And the face to face is great, but it takes time to learn to read people and get a sense of where they're coming from. Listening is a skill that I've taught a lot of my clients and communication, how to communicate effectively and relate to others. But listening and communicating are, in the networking industry, extremely vital. Totally, I get that. I get the gist of it. Janice, next question to you is about things that we should know for leading a successful business. Things to, if you're starting from the ground up, you're going to need a lot of people around you to assist you in giving you advice. Reach out, ask questions, do research. Find out if your industry, if there's room in the industry you're interested in how competitive it is. You want to study your competition. You want to engage with like-minded people. And I like to tell people, collaborate even with your competition. Find out what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, if they're willing. A lot of people are not open to collaboration with people in your industry and outside of your industry, but you're going to need a lot of connections to do legal, the legal work, such as setting up the business. If it's online, which is what I set up, back in 2013, I had to learn eBay. I had to learn Amazon. I had to learn, I had a website built, but I had to learn it. And I had to get professional photographers, a model, things of that nature. You have to take a look at what is it going to require? What is it going to take? I didn't like doing QuickBooks, was never really good at it. So I had to bring someone in to help me with that. And delegation at a point is going to be necessary for a successful business. Instead of a CEO, the being chief executive officer, you probably understand chief everything officer. When you're starting a business, you're going to do everything. You're going to be one that, oh gosh, you're scrubbing the floors, cleaning the bathroom, sending out the emails, answering the phone. You're doing it all. I like it. <laughs> I, I think you're going to have to grab that one. Dennis, next question. Tell us about the action steps, right? When you ask questions and get the diagnosis done. 
What are the action steps? How do you get into those? I have a really great software that I use that guides me. And I start off with asking questions of, okay, what for me, passion is a really big deal. Why did you start your business? How long have you been in business? And if they're just starting out, then what's motivating you to do this? And where do you want to be in one, three, five, 10 years? Things like that to get, get the ball rolling. On the financial end, I like to ask questions of if they're in business for a while, they want to talk about their revenue, where they want to go, their goals. We set that up as a and prioritize what it is they want in their business. How far do they want to hire people in the future if they're just starting out? How much growth do they want? And the action steps, it takes homework. Absolutely. Every client I've ever worked with has homework. They cannot let me do it all. And I won't. I've actually assigned clients to do some very uncomfortable things. And I would take them to a networking event and make them walk across the room and meet a stranger because that action step gets the fear out of what to say. And if you have to, you just stand there in a group of people and listen, and eventually you'll be brought in. But action steps on the coaching, it depends on what the client needs. If they're in a growth mode and they want to continue to grow, we look at, do they need digital marketing? Do they have any alliances or joint venture partners? Those types of partnerships are vital. That's where the networking comes in. But you want to have a pretty good handful of people that you share the same clientele, customer base that can, you can share, you can send them business. They can send you business. A networking group. I try to get people to get involved either virtually or in person or go to networking events to meet people. The action steps for the business would involve looking at literally, can, can they cut costs? Are there any corners they can cut to increase their profit line? Are there any additional products they can sell? Any bundling with like, for instance, somebody that does digital marketing would have a lot of options to bundle their different products and services, that type of thing. And my software actually helped guide me through that. But I also listen to my instincts. I'm very intuitive. And I try to listen behind the words, as I would say, listen to what they're saying one thing. And I don't ever want a client to tell me what they think I want to hear because that doesn't give them any help at all. That doesn't serve them well. That's uh, be truthful. Uh, Janice, now please share the questions you are asked mostly. What are the most common questions that you come across? The most common questions with a client or before they're a client? Before the client. Oh my. People seem to ask, what is it going to cost me too, or too soon? And you want to have more value than cost. You want to give more than you get. The questions are, they want to know my experience. A lot of potential clients, they want to know my background, what my experience level is, who, I'm, who I've worked with, what type of clients. And then I go back and forth and ask the questions as well with, what are you looking for? What type of business are you in? And then they want to know how I can help them. Do you think you can help me? There are, it really does depend on the business itself because I've coached a lot of realtors and mortgage brokers in this country. However, I've never been one. That's not a setback for most people because I'm a researcher. And so they ask me how I do what I do. And then, and again, the cost, how much do you <laughs> charge comes up way too soon. The questions do really depend on who I'm talking to and the nature of their industry. And then they would be asking questions based on that, what, how I could help them and who. Most people that hire me, 
a lot of them are referrals, some off of social media connections, and some people that have never met me. They have questions. They look, they do that. Most people that have hired me do their research about me first, too. They're looking me up and trying to find out what I'm all about before they reach out or during the process of thinking about hiring me. But yeah. the biggest thing is people, the financial piece comes up and I have to present them with more value for what I do and a ROI, return on investment. Those are big points. Of course they are. And not just you, but I think that this could be a possible question and possible too early question for most of the coaches. So thank you so much for bringing that to awareness. Janice, final question for the day. So what are some thoughts that you would like to leave us with? What are, what should we think about? I like to tell people that your business is directly connected to your personal life and vice versa. Those are vital areas. You've got, you're not going to separate yourself from your business or your personal life. And you've got to look at the whole picture. I do wind up doing a little bit of personal coaching with business people because a lot of times what's going on behind the scenes is affecting their business and they don't even know it. I like to kind of dig in on that. And then another thing is I'm a writer. I'm, I blog. And that is, I title it Courage, Confidence, and Connections because I try to bring people to a point where they're more courageous in their business, have more confidence, and then I work with the connections of bringing people together. But you can't separate who you are from your business and vice versa. I think a lot of people really don't think about that when they go to start a business or they're in a business, but one impacts the other directly. There's no separating that. But I would encourage people to get a coach. I'm actually more of a strategist in a lot of ways. And I would encourage people to take a look at the whole picture of your life and see what needs improving in every area as much as possible. And then read, find some good recommended books to read, watch podcasts, audiobooks, learn. Just educate yourself in every area of your life. And mindset is everything. Can you please tell us the best ways of reaching out to you, Anish? The best way? Yes. I have, it's long. I have a website and it is jldbusinesscoachingconsultant.com. jldbusinesscoachingconsultant.com. And I've got an email, which is the same as Janice at jldbusinesscoachingconsultant.com. Visit my website. I can be reached through the website very easily. I also have a secondary website where I blog, which is JaniceDevo.com. Maybe that's simpler for people, but I can be reached either one of those ways. Would you like me to give the phone number? I see people that I'm very comfortable with that. It's 541-639-2855. Yes. So if you guys have not noted down, please note it down this time. Dennis, once more. 541 541- Six three nine two eight five five. So do note it down, guys. A wonderful person to speak with. So do reach out. And Jelis, with that, thank you so much for such a wonderful conversation today. I love. Well, it. thank thank you. As this is wonderful, it's an honor to be here. And I am your host, Kiran Agrawal. Signing off. You guys take care. Bye.